Welcome to Press Box Insider, presented by Gold to Money. Join Josh Davis and Big Mike K as they give you insider access to all of your favorite sports. From football to fighting, Press Box Insider gets you in the box. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Press Box Insider. Josh Davis, Big Mike K, the real flexi running the show. And a hell of a show that we have for you on the eve of thanks, Thankful Thursday. Yes, sir. Thanksgiving. All right, all right, all right. Or as I like to call it in my household, Fat Thursday. That'll work, too. We do Fat Tuesday in the, earlier in the year, and we do Fat Thursday this time of year. Makes sense. Makes sense. And I hope everyone enjoys their turkey day. However, the person that we're about to talk to probably wants to jump through the phone right now and wring our necks because I don't know that he's going to be enjoying tomorrow the way that it's intended. Want to welcome to the show our good friend, Desmond Green. How you doing, brother? Hey, what's up, man? Chilling, man, chilling. Good to be on the show. How you guys doing? We're doing well. We're doing well. How are you feeling on the day before Thanksgiving? I mean, do you get to eat anything tomorrow? Is tomorrow just going to suck for you? Um, No, man, not anymore. Uh, you know, back in a, a year ago, it would have. But since I moved up, um, I moved up to lightweight now. I used to go featherweight. Um, you know, the weight cut is so much more manageable, um, you know. I bought I bought a, a lot of stuff and uh, you know excited to get it cooked and uh, you know eat a big Thanksgiving dinner. I'm not even worried about my weight cut yet. That's awesome. So it's good to not be worried about your weight cut. That's yeah. got to be freeing to know coming into the fight that that's one less battle you've got to go through. For sure. What is your family? You know, main family dish. You know, everyone's gonna have a turkey or a ham or something like that. What's one of your family home cooked things that they make? Um, well, my family, like my mom, she likes to. You know, she she does it all. But um, you know, I'm actually be in Florida, so it's just gonna be me, my girl, and the two kids uh, at our apartment having Thanksgiving by ourselves. So you know, we I bought the you know the usual the turkey, ham, macaroni. You know, my girl makes a great baked macaroni and candy yams. That's probably what I'm looking most forward to, some cornbread. But, you know, just the, the usual soul food, green beans, potatoes, all of that, all that good stuff. 
Yeah, no, and that that's awesome to be able to actually still enjoy that because I mean, anyone who's wrestled or had a fight coming up for MMA or that kind of thing. Oh yeah, everyone knows yeah. back in those days when you didn't know how to cut weight too that that could be uh, miserable sure. watching everybody go through that. For sure, for sure. So, Florida, how you liking it? Uh, I'm loving it, man. I'm loving it. You know, it's weird. It's crazy. Like, I went from last winter living in Montreal, you know, where it's like negative 20, negative 30, to this winter being in South Florida where it's like 81 degrees. So, you know, uh, moving down here is lovely. I love the weather. You know, I love the sunshine. Most of all, I love the training I get, you know. So I moved down here. The gym is dope. So, But, uh, yeah, everything everything's been going great since I came down. Do you like to do your running and your outside cardio, like outside, go for a jog, that kind of thing? Or what, what do you do? Do you go to the gym regardless? Um, yeah, I go to the gym regardless, but uh, it is nice to get outside and, you know, uh, run out there and get a breath of fresh air. Like on Saturdays, we do like a beach training just to get out to the gym. And, you know, whenever I, whenever I want to get some extra cardio in, you know, I run around my neighborhood and, then, uh, you know, up the street just because, you know, like I said, it's always nice to get that breath of fresh air, watch cars flow through. You know, you're, you're in the job. I spend so many hours in the gym. It's just nice, different scenery. Oh, absolutely. And being in Florida, you know, I, I can always go outside. Because so. you can't do that in Montreal. No. That... <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. No. Well, and, and, frozen. and as much time as you spend in the gym already, that's why I asked. Because I know personal experience and just fighters we, we've talked to, even being in Denver, you know, there's three, four months a year that you don't run outside. And you do just get tired of looking at that wall in front of you on the treadmill. Yeah, yeah. It actually actually helps too with the weight cut. You know, when you're running outside with some uh, elbowing and a sinus, you know, you can bust that sweat down a lot easier. Oh, absolutely. That's you know that's that's another thing. As much as altitude is great for the fighters here, as far as their cardio, being able to go back down to sea level, it is harder to cut because you're wearing plastics or you're you know you're doing yeah. the, the, the hot baths and that kind of stuff way out in your training camp. And, you know, with your weight cut being this manual, you don't have to worry about that stuff. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Yeah, so, you know, ups and downs, greater than two evils. That is one thing I do. Like, I actually, you know, I, I went down there one time. Uh, I was in, uh, I was at the, uh, the X Factory training with, um, you know, my one, my boy Marcus Edwards and, uh, you know, the coach up there. So, yeah, it was cool training in that altitude. We ran on the mountains. Yeah, training at, at uh, Factory X with Factory X, yeah, yeah. With Chris Camozzi and, and all of those those boys. You know, Mark's uh, Yeah. Mark's Yeah, Mark Wantanya, that's my guy. Yeah, we love cornered me for one of my fights actually. Yeah, you know, he's a, he's a very good friend of mine. Mark's a Mark's is a beast. We love Mark. We love Mark. So Yeah. All right. Why aren't you living in Denver? I mean, not that Denver <laughs> can compete with Florida. I want to get there myself, but why aren't you living hey. in Denver? Listen, if it's up to me, if all things are equal, man, I'll be living in Denver for sure, especially, you know, y'all got the recreational marijuana. That's just my type of party. I'll be there in no time. But, uh, you know, oh, far out, man. Like, yeah, well, you guys you guys just approved the, the med stuff in Florida. Rec won't be far behind. Once they see how yeah. much money it generates, Rec will not be be far behind. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, so here's, you know, the dumb question. The the, yeah. the one that, as a, a fighter, I'm sure you always hate to get asked. But, you know, I am going to ask, how is training going? How is mental preparation going for this fight? 
where are you at? Are you ready to just go out and whoop some ass? Are you cool to uh, continue yeah, training for a couple uh, of weeks? Every, every day I wake up, it's just murder on my mind, you know. It's Because uh, I, was, I was actually supposed to fight in October. Some stuff went down. The whole car got pushed back, you know. So I was, like, so close already. And then, you know, I had to do this all over again. So, you know, now I'm just, like, you know, I'm at that point. I'm, I'm like, oh, man, like I said, it's just. I wake up every day hungry, just ready to get after it. You know, I'm not trying to look ahead, but my eyes are just really on that belt. And, uh, you know, I know this is the first step. So, uh, you know, man, right now it's just like we, we can fight tomorrow. I'm like, damn, I don't even want to wait. We got, what, 10, 9 days. Hope we can just do it now, weigh in tomorrow and just get after it. We don't even got to weigh in. Just, just come on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So, again, it is you know, less than two weeks away to your fight. When do you dial your training back and, and just let your body rest? Or do you go, you know, full sparring all the way up to the fight? How's it work for you? Yeah, no, I'm like, you know, I don't go like 100%, but like my, my last fire day would be the Tuesday before the fight. You know what I mean? Um, next Tuesday. But like, of course, I tell my partner, you know, like, no, no wild stuff, no haymakers, spinning kicks and elbows. But, you know, I, I like to stay moving because at the end of the day, you know, fights a fight. You know what I mean? Like, you know, any other sport, they don't stop practicing just because they're going to be fighting. I mean, I mean, uh, stop, they don't stop practicing because they're going to be competing soon. You know, they run those practices even the day of, you know, and they're on the court shooting around. So, I like to just, you know, keep my body loose, you know, make sure my partner knows what I need and, uh, you know, just stay limber, stay active. All right. So how old are your kids? Um, so I got three of them. I got a seven-year-old that lives in the Bronx. Um, I got a one-year-old daughter who's uh, on my leg right now hanging around, and then I got a three-year-old son. <laughs> no, that is awesome. That is awesome. I, I personally, yeah. I love being the dad that's, it's one of the greatest things ever. So, oh, for sure. With with that being said, here's where I'm going with this. You you have your fight coming up. Will your kids be in attendance? Do you, do you allow your kids to watch you fight? Do you want your kids to see you compete? As a as a dad who is a professional fighter, what are your thoughts on that? Because I ask this question all the time, and and some people, you know, again, right. they, they don't want their kids to compete because it's unsafe and. Other people, yeah, absolutely. So, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, um, my kids come to all my fights, even my girls. I got some Hell girls yeah. on board. But um, it's funny, my son, like, you know, we have a daycare at my gym, but, like, my son, he actually comes and, like, you know, watches the practices. He'll be, he'll be starting jujitsu here in a couple of weeks. And, uh, but no, like, I, I don't care what they do. Um, but my son, like, you know, of course, I want, if it's up to me, he'll be a fighter, you know what I mean? Bred in from, day one you know doing all of the all of the martial arts and uh you know be a championship fighter but you know of course whatever sport he chooses he chooses um i wouldn't even mind if my girls fought either you know of course i want them to do something else but i like i it gives me such a joy i like i like fighting a gym it just makes me happy as like you know competing as a, in a, as a sport so uh you know i don't really mind what they do but my son he he loves it he uh you know, if he hasn't, he definitely wants to be a fighter, so I could definitely foresee that in the future. But, uh, yeah, it's actually funny. My last fight, my um, my son came up to me in the back right before I walked out, 
And uh, he's like, hey, daddy, I want you to go out there and go pow, pow. You know what I mean? To him, he knows it's, a, it's I think it's like a game to him still, you know, because I always play with him. You know, he's just like, go out there and go pow, pow. Like, all right, man, I got you, bro. I got you. I'm going to go out there. <laughs> now that is awesome. You know, that's yeah. what that's what those spo- special little moments are made of, man. It It is awesome. So, oh, for sure. If your your son does become again hypothetically, let's say he does become a professional fighter, is yeah. dad his coach and his manager, or is dad just a fan? No, um, I'll be. I, I don't want to be. His, I mean, it all depends on where I'm at, but I don't want to be. I'll be his coach for sure. I want him to have another coach, um, obviously, but I don't want to really be his manager. I want. I don't really want to mix. You know, say he is a fighter. I don't really want to mix into that. And you know, I'll be his coach and show him things. But as far as manager, um, and I want him to have somebody that, that's like an actual manager and dedicated full time. I know me as as I get older, you know, I want to like open up a gym and kind of you know coach and do my own thing. So I don't I don't want to mix my management up with him. Hopefully, he'll have a bomb ass manager, be able to manage himself. <laughs> Absolutely. So you mentioned opening a gym. Where would you like to open a gym? Do you have you thought that far ahead, or is there a local <clears throat> Colorado? Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> Colorado. No, you know, for sure, everywhere, every state. No, but if I know, I'm gonna, I'm definitely opening a gym in my hometown, Rochester. You know, I got like a big following there, um, upstate New York. You know, whatever I say, New York, people always think like big cities, but like you know, I'm from upstate. You know, like six hours from the city. Um, you know, lots of land, lot of green. Um, so you know, I got it's a, it's a small town in Henrietta. You know, had a big following, a lot of a lot, learned a lot of morals there. So I definitely want to open up a gym there. No, and and I have to agree with you. For those of you who have not been to upstate New York, that's yeah, it's nice that's really nice. where to be. All right, so you're 27. Obviously, you've thought about the future. So so when. When is that? Is that ten years from now? Is that you know five years from now? What's what's your thought process on that? Yeah, well, ideally, I'm 27. You know, I like to fight till I'm about like you know 38, 39. You know, um, Yoel Romero is about like 37, 38, and might be fighting for a belt. Um, yeah. You know, me. Hopefully, I, hopefully, I'll be fighting for a belt in the UFC within the next two years. I give myself, you know. I'm, I'm gonna be coming out hard here. I feel like you know I've been going at it for four years now. Um, you know I've made quite a good name for myself. It's just a matter of time for I break into the UFC and uh, you know really unleash my full potential. So I-, I love fighting, and if my body let me, like I said, I want to go for another ten years if I can. I like that. I like that. Ten years. I'll give it yeah, to you. Yeah, for sure. I'll give it to you. So, sure. all right. UFC 205. Did you watch it? Yeah, I did. I did. It was uh, it was it was a great card. What, Definitely exciting. I mean, obviously, Connor, you know, being Connor as a fellow fighter, and now you know in that division, what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on on a fighter holding two belts at the same time? Um, you know, yeah, Connor. You know, he did he did his thing. It's crazy. Um. But I don't know the the two belt thing is crazy. I don't know. I feel like he never defended it. He, I'm an outdoor fan, you know what I mean. So I'm a little biased, but yeah, I feel like you know he he won it, but never defended it. So you know I can you can't really make too much fuss on like you know the two belt. It's kind of like he's like kind of keeping it away. You know he's like playing keep away with that featherweight belt. I haven't even decided to 
go back down and defend it. So, uh, you know, that that's my thought on that. But, um, you know, McGregor, I don't really like him. I don't know if it's because he's in my weight class and going to be a future competitor or I don't know. But uh, it was crazy. Actually, I predicted. I thought I didn't think it was going to go down like that. I definitely thought uh, Eddie was going to win that fight. But uh, that was amazing what he did. I can't discredit it. That was crazy. Some, some skill right there. No, I I agree with you. I thought uh, Eddie was honestly. I thought Eddie was going to put him on his backside and just beat the crap out of him. You know, yeah. Uh, that's that's really where I thought Eddie was going. But you can't take anything away from from Connor. The guy continues to do yeah. all the things that we think he can't. So, with that being said, when you fight him, how do you beat him? Uh, man, you got to stick to your game plan. Everybody that fights Connor, they always say, oh, I, I was supposed to do this. And, you know, I just ended up, you know, trying to stand and trade. Um, first of all, I think I'm way quicker and stronger than him anyway. I'm, I'm taller than him, and, uh, you know, we got the same reach. You know, he's, he's bigger than all of these guys he's fighting. And then the one guy that was bigger than him, Nate Diaz, you know, he lost to, even though he won that second one, it was still hard for him. So, you know, I think you just got to, you know, use your size and really just use your rest and stick to your game plan. You know, you can't let them talk you out of it. There you go. You can't let them talk you out of it. I love it. I love it. All right, my friend. I know it's late for you. I know your kids are, are getting yeah. on you. Your wife's probably getting on you too. So we will let you go for this week. Have a happy Thanksgiving, and we will talk next week, brother. I appreciate it, man. You have a good one. You got. You do the same. Everybody else, don't go anywhere because we will be back right after these commercial messages. Press Box Insider on Mile High Sports Radio. Get in the box. Press Box Insider with Josh Davis and Big Mike K. Presented by Gold 2 Money. Press Box Insider. Get in the box. Welcome back, folks. All right, so here's the deal. We're off tomorrow for Fat Thursday, Thankful Thursday, Thanksgiving, whatever it is that you want to call tomorrow. And then we're off on Friday. So that means we're going to do all of our picks, everything tonight to get you guys ready for the weekend. Don't want to leave anyone out. So we are going to start with the top 25. We're going to do the Friday games first, though, and then we'll move into Saturday. Now, I was looking at the schedule, and I thought to myself, wow, oh my God, how things have changed. When I grew up, and again, this was a long time ago, before dirt, the big game on the day after Thanksgiving was Oklahoma and Nebraska. Yep. That was the game. That was the game. You had a couple other, you know, 
rivalry games. I believe it was Texas and Texas A&M that played on that day and uh, so on and so forth. But the big game was always Oklahoma and Nebraska. And again, there was still, you know, only four or five games. Mm-hmm. Very few, not like there is now. And so I'm looking at this, and this is, again, supposed to be rivalry week, right? I pose the question, where are the rivals? Where are the rivals? As we go through this schedule, tell me where the true, the true rivals are. Do, do you think conference realignment really threw that one for a loop? I think that's where it's at, is the conferences are still so new. You don't have the old Big 8 turning into the Big 12 well, long-term rivals, regional rivals. I think it, it does for some, and it doesn't for others, and, and we'll get into that. Yes, uh, I don't think Nebraska has a rival in the Big 10. No, not yet. Not I, yet. I mean, this is the first year they've been more than competitive. I don't think CU has a rival in the Pac-12. I don't think Mizzou or Texas A&M, for that matter, <laughs> yeah. have a rival in the SEC. No. Well, and rivalries are built. They're not one-sided. No, they're you, built if, over time. If it's A&M, you say, oh, you want to see that A&M Alabama game every year. But, you know, a and going to have to win one. <laughs> and then you have, you know, like CU versus CSU is, is – called a rivalry i don't know why because it's like 66 to 26 i mean that's not a rivalry that's just an ass whooping yeah you know that's it's not even close so i get that there's you know in the same state but well and if they were in the same conference for a long period of time oklahoma oklahoma state that's a rivalry yes. they're in state but they're going for the same kids they're going for the same conference title every year for decades it's it's different with CU CSU. We want the rivalry because it's all you got. Because as good as Air Force is, eh, you know, you, we hold them to a different standard because they're a service school. So we'll go through this. And again, I'm just asking, where are the rivalries? I think CSU Wyoming is a bigger rivalry than CU CSU. Absolutely, the border war is huge in Colorado for people that don't pay attention to it. Absolutely. All right. Oh, the Rodney Dangerfield of college football this year. Western Michigan, 21-11-0. At home against 9-2 Toledo. Big Mike, start us off. I know Flexi's going upset here. so I'm going Western Michigan, and I actually look for this win being over a 9-2 team, albeit still in their conference, which everyone looks down on, to move them up into the top 20 somewhere. Probably 18-19 range. Flexi! Get out of my head, Josh. Get out of my head. Love it. I love yeah, I'm going it. Going up the upset here. Toledo, formidable team, but uh, they're going to have a tough one. I'm still picking Toledo. I like it. I like it. Here's the thing I am a fan of, of Western Michigan. I think they play good football. Yes, they're not in the, the greatest of conference and throw them in the SEC. And no, they're not 11 0. Absolutely. But they are 11 0 right now. And when you dominate your schedule, you deserve credit. Exactly. And so I'm giving them credit. I think they get this victory. Uh, hopefully the voters and everyone else get on board as well. All right. Moving on. Now, 
I won't even go there. Western Michigan and Toledo. That's fine. We'll just leave that one alone. Number 20, Houston, who has had their ups and downs. Traveling to 7-4 and four Memphis. Is rivalry? You know, I'm not rooted in either program. They have been playing other sports against each other in conference for a while, but... I get their it, conference USA, but yeah. we have... Where, where's Houston? That's in Texas, if my geography is correct, right? Yeah. Houston, Texas, right? And then Memphis is somewhere, oh, I don't know, Tennessee, right? Yeah. Oh, they, they, you can't they, exactly throw a stone there, can you? No. No. Okay. So You're they, not they, going to... Houston's not going into Memphis and stealing their mascot real quick and bringing it right. back to the front frat right no. exactly okay. Total, totally different ball game when you're talking that way okay all right just just curious all right houston versus memphis starts off mike who you got memphis has actually looked decent in recent weeks but i'm gonna go houston they're they're a good team they have good players they've had a couple of hiccups but they're a good team remember one of those games that houston lost was in just yeah an s storm yeah. During the hurricane, when other games were canceled. Yep. So, I almost throw one of those losses away, and they've got some quality wins. I'm going Houston. Yeah, I think Houston whoops them. Flexi? I've got Houston because uh, the Tigers haven't beaten Houston in Memphis since 2004. There you go. Look at that stat. You got to love Flexi. Santa Claus knows his stuff. He knows if you're naughty or nice. He's on top of it. Number 19, Boise State, traveling to our Falcons. Air Force, 8-3. and three. Big game here. Big game for the Falcons. Nine and three is much better than eight and four. Mike, where are we going? You know, Boise State is almost overrated. They've won their games, but they've struggled a lot more in conference this year than recent years. And everybody struggles with Air Force because there's not many other teams that run that offense and can play good defense to complement it. I'm going to go upset here and think say that Air Force, with the altitude... With the rise in the program a little bit this year, I think Air Force gets it done. I have to agree with you. We told everyone that Wyoming was going to take out Boise State, and they did. Air Force is going to do the same thing. They're at home. They're going to be able to run the option. They're going to be able to punch Boise State in the mouth the day after Thanksgiving. I like the, I like the Falcons. Now, if Boise State blows us out, I won't be surprised, but come tomorrow when I'm making my parlay, this is one of the upsets that oh, yeah. I am picking. Falcons over Boise State. Lexi, do we have a threesome, or are you the voice of reality? Oh, I'm picking the Falcons in this one, too, because you know what? The Broncos have never won at the Academy in Colorado. Never. And it's not going to start this year. Yep. All right. Moving right along. Number 16. Nebraska traveling to Iowa. Now, I get what they're trying to do here. I get it. Trying to build one. I get it. They're, you know, neighboring states, the border war. I I get it. I just, I'm not feeling it. I know what our good boy Chill, Nugaholic303, is thinking because he actually texted me earlier today to tell me all about it. But before I give you his pick, Mike, what's yours? I'm going to say Nebraska goes on the road, gets the victory, but it's going to look a lot like that Michigan game. Again, Tommy Armstrong, their quarterback, should not be in for this game. So they're going to be doing it with backups in some key positions. I still think Nebraska goes in, gets it done, 
And that should be considered a very good win for them and put them back close to the top 10. Flexi. Well, in this series, the home team has not won a game since 2011, so I'm taking Nebraska in this one. You know, I agree. I have to go with Nebraska. Uh, At the beginning of the year, I thought Iowa was going to be something. Uh, They lost some games they shouldn't. Then they kind of just quit playing because at some point you don't have a whole lot to play for other than pride. When you have four teams in your conference in the top seven in the country and you've got two or three losses, it's over. Now, as crazy as it may sound, Nebraska still thinks that they have a shot at something. So they're coming to play. Now, this is it for Iowa. You know, they may get a, a mid-level bowl game, but this is this is it. They want to be 8-4, and four, not 7-5. and five. I'm still going Nebraska. Nugaholic303 told me that Iowa is going to mop the floor with the Cornhuskers. I can see it happening. Anytime you travel the day after a holiday, you always look for those sleeping games like that. But I'm still I'm sticking to my convictions with Nebraska. Washington State, number 23, coming off the disappointing loss to CU at home against number five, Washington. Now, yes, we have a rivalry game here. Absolutely. With meaning. Yes. Who you got? Is this for the Apple? This is for the Apple Cup. The Apple Cup. You know, who drinks from the Apple Cup? The winner. (laughs) I think I think UW I Washington like you, should win this game, but after watching Washington State against CU, and Washington plays good oh, defense, I don't oh, th- I don't think oh, CU or Washington's oh, defense is as good as CU. Oh, I think Washington State puts some points oh, up on them. I'm going to take Wazoo. Uh oh, uh oh, and then the rematch with CU in the back twelve. Ooh, Flexi. I'm picking Washington this in, the, in this game. I think uh. I think they got the better team. So Washington takes home the Apple Cup. Here's the thing. I'm picking Washington. I'm also going to say this. I want Washington because I yep. think a victory over an 11-1 Washington in the Pac-12 is a much better victory than a 9-3 and Washington State who they've already beat. So I'm going with Washington, but don't be surprised. To see Washington State up 17-21-nothing early and the Huskies not be able to come back. Yeah, Washington State has a high-powered offense and they're mad after last week. Yep. All right, so that's Friday's quote-unquote rivalry games. We'll move on to Saturday. We are starting off with, love it, number 25, Navy, 8-2, and two, traveling to SMU. Another one of those head scratchers, but you know, Navy's not in a conference, so it's a little tougher when you're not a USC. You know, Notre Dame USC is going to play. That's a good rivalry game. They've made that for over decades. Harder to have, get one with Navy. We have Army Navy the following. Exactly. So we're we're good there. Navy? Yeah, I'm going Navy. Flexi? Navy. Navy. All right. Number twenty four, Stanford at home. Against Rice. Yeah, that's right. Rice. This is one of those. We made fun of the SEC last week. Get that game out of here. Stanford should win that by four touchdowns. And if they don't, get them out of the top 25. You know, again, I get it. You got uh, rich kids playing rich kids. But let's be honest. This There's no rivalry here. Stanford whoops. Flexi? Rice who? <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. <laughs> 
Number 18, West Virginia, fresh off the butt whooping to the Sooners, traveling to Iowa State again. First off, West Virginia shouldn't even be in this conference. They don't have any kind of rivalry. They're ending the week with Iowa State. I mean, I'm going to go West Virginia. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. Flexi. Yeah, West Virginia this one. Three some it is. All right. Tennessee, 8-3, 17th in the country at Vanderbilt. It's whatever. You know, same state. Yeah, yeah. Tennessee whooping stick. Yeah, I'm going the same way. Vanderbilt, again, this is an actual rivalry game, but it's not a high-impact rivalry game because Vanderbilt's never good. <laughs> I agree you with you there, Mike. Tennessee in this one. There you go. Vanderbilt's never good. Never good. Oh, Jay Cutler, you're a loser. All right. Got him. Number 15, Florida. Traveling to number 14, Florida State. Now, this is a rivalry game, but there are a couple other ways because Florida State has a few rivals. You have Miami, mm-hmm. which is a true rival. And you have, conference, yeah. You have Clemson, which is also a true rival. And so there's many there's many ways they could do this. I, At least these two teams are perennially in the mix. I will, e- even when one is down, they're not down long. I will give this rivalry game because, again, it is a true rivalry game. But I threw out those other teams because we're going to get into something else later on. Who you got? You know what? I still just don't. Dalvin Cook, the running back in Florida State, is legit. Don't don't get that twisted. But I'm still good. I'm going to go Florida here. Flexi? FSU. Oh, I so just wanted to disagree with you, Mike. Uh, no disrespect. It just has to make for a crappy show when we agree on everything. But I think Florida gets it done. I think Jimmy Mack, you know, eight and two. He's ready to, yeah, push Florida forward. I think they're a better team than Florida State. I think they get it done. Notre Dame-USC, also a good rivalry. Notre Dame sucks. It is what it is. 12 and Number 12 in the country, 8-3 and three USC. Can Notre Dame pull off the upset in Southern Cal? As much as they don't want to be an afterthought, they are this year. And the only news they've made is negative news recently with the academic stuff we talked about last night. But they can play spoiler. I don't think they will. I pick USC to win this game. But never underestimate a team that knows, hey, this is my last game. There's not a bowl game to look forward to. I have to play spoiler. I want to go. There are seniors on the field that want to go out on a high note. Look for Notre Dame to play hard, but I'm going to take USC. Flexi? I'm taking the Fighting Irish in this one. Oh, Flexi, I I do love you. (laughs) I wish I could agree with you. Notre Dame's seven losses have all come by one possession or less. What that means is it's been a touchdown, eight points or less. This won't be the case this week. I think this is the, the game they get blown out. I think USC uh, puts it on them. Notre Dame gets what? USC has something to prove as well. Yep, And they're hoping that CU loses so they can go win themselves a Pac-12 championship. Exactly. Alright. Number 11, Louisville at home against 9. I'm sorry. 9-2 and two at home against 6-5 and five, Kentucky. Flexi, are you smelling the upset here? Okay. Louisville. 
Kentucky's just so hot and cold. They show spurts on defense, especially that'll make you feel like they're impressive. Louisville at this point, they've got something to prove because they've had a bad taste in their mouth a couple of times. I think this is another one of those I'm going to call for Lamar Jackson. Five touchdowns. Five, six, six touchdowns, touchdowns, something like that. Okay. 70 points? Nah, but I, 50 or more, I can almost guarantee. All right. Number nine, Colorado. At home against the 22nd ranked Utah Utes. What they're trying to make a rivalry now. Yes. I will tell you this. If Utah spoils the season for Colorado, that's a step towards a rivalry. Mm-hmm. Who you got? Well, either way, I, th- I think whichever team wins, it's going to really stick in the craw of the loser. So next year, this time, when they come back to do this again, it'll start being a rivalry game. Because, see, you may have a target on their back with the title. Um, You know, I've been talking down on them, but I got to jump on the bandwagon. I think CU gets it done. I think Utah might be a little down in their thoughts right now and i think cu is starting to feel themselves i'm i'm gonna take cu with the swagger lexi i'm riding that cu wave all the way to the uh the rose bowl primetime game to the primetime game yeah <laughs> this uh so much of this comes down to how beat up the cu from that game against washington state they're at home again they don't have to travel they get to do their thanksgiving here so on and so forth there's no reason Colorado should lose this game. Now, for whatever reason, Dennis Erickson, who's not the head coach of Utah, he's just the coordinator, always gives Colorado fits. Always oh, yeah. has. Every place he's ever been. I still like CU. CU gets it done. Number seven, Penn State. Nine and two. At home against the three and eight Michigan State Spartans. Where's the rivalry here? Yeah, I'm just the conference when, affiliation, when I guess. When has but, ever been a rivalry? Yeah. I mean, we're going to have to get a couple years from now when both teams are in the top 15 for this to, get, to matter to me. Now, just at face value. They won't even play in this game next season. No. It'll be somebody else. No, because the conference switch. So, no. I just don't like Penn State, but Michigan State's been garbage all year. They're just young. They'll, they'll be good in two years, but they're young right now. They're CU three years ago. So give me Penn State. Flexi? I'm taking Michigan State in this one. I'm I'm agreeing with, with, with Flexi here. We finally get our disagreement. I do think Michigan State is going to pull the spoiler here. I just, should they win? No. Penn State is a better team. But... Sometimes you just have to go with your gut. Mark D'Antonio is also the king of getting guys that are on the on the up this is within their his game. program to play spoiler, to get up for this game. Whereas some teams say we're three and eight, well, we're just might as well be three and nine and in the season. He's the king at getting guys to go win that last game. Number six, Wisconsin, nine and two at home against a very underrated and overlooked. Eight and three, Minnesota Golden Gophers. These teams are almost mirror images of each other. If this game was in Minnesota, I'd pick the Gophers. But being that it's in Wisconsin, holiday week, yep, neighboring state, call it a rival. I'm gonna go Wisconsin, but this could be a knockdown dragout. And whereas Wisconsin, we've been talking about them punishing teams, Minnesota's gonna punish them right back. Flexi. I got Wisconsin in this game. 
Now, here's the thing about Wisconsin. Over the years, they're a team that's always lost to someone that they should. They've always had that one choke on their record. Absolutely. This year, they don't have it. They have two quality losses where they played hard and could have won both games, Mm -hmm. Michigan State and Ohio State. Where's their choke? I'm I'm calling the Heimlich. I'm going with Minnesota. And again, Minnesota's not ranked, but I wouldn't necessarily call this a huge, huge upset. No, I won't either. But again, when other people look at it, oh my God, you choked to Minnesota? Unranked at home. Yeah. I'm going Minnesota. All right. Number four, Clemson. 10-1 at home against South Carolina. Yes, I get it. They're in the same state, right? Yep. That's the right. But look at Clemson's other rivals. Would you rather see Clemson in Louisville or Clemson in, in Florida State this weekend? What? Oh, for sure. What game means more to the landscape of college football? Yeah. No, and the way it's played out this specific year, I get that. I completely agree with you. There'd be better matchups. Knowing the schedules were made four years ago, and four years ago you had a different head ball coach, the head ball coach in South Carolina, and they were a ranked team consistently. But were they ever good? No, they were never a real threat, but they were they were even like top 10 consistently. So they were a much better team up until the last two seasons. So I do still consider this a rivalry game. This is a rivalry like the Broncos Raiders, where right now South Carolina sucks. Yes. So give me Clemson big. They need to prove something to keep their ranking. Flexi. Clemson. Agree. Clemson. All right. Here is a true rivalry game and a game that I love. I hate both teams. I wish they could both lose. But you have to watch it. Yep. Every year. Every year. Even when they're both bat squads. Which, again, that's how old I am. I have seen this game when they were both 3-8 and eight and loved it. Uh, Michigan, 10-1. and one, Number three in the country. Traveling to the horseshoe. Ohio State, 10-1 and one as well. Number two. Who you got, Mike? This who is a, you got? I mean, who, the who, game. Who, 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 the who? game. I'm going to keep it short and simple. I'm going Michigan. Flexi! Michigan. Oh, my God. We love the threesome. Love it. Well, I'm going Michigan as all well. Right, all right, all right. We're all right. We're all riding with a backup quarterback on the road at the horseshoe. That's gutsy. I'm riding Jim Harbaugh. Exactly. I'm riding Harbaugh to figure out how to, weigh, how, figure out a way to get it done. Here's the other thing. As much as I love Urban Meyer... It's almost like he has forgotten how to coach. Okay, this, he, this year, he's not using his team the way he normally would. And he didn't do it last year either. Okay, coming out of the national championship where he had the third string cue that came out of nowhere. All right, and, Card- and Cardale Jones. He's He blew his team last year. You know, couldn't get it right with choosing a quarterback. Kept switching off. Couldn't get the team to rally around anybody. This year, they're just they're they have all the talent in the world. They should win games by a hundred points, but they don't. Yep. Harbaugh does. Harbaugh's going to get it figured out. He's going to find a way to win this game. Michigan. All right, and another true rivalry game. We have number one Alabama at home against the way 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 overrated Auburn Tigers at thirteen in the country. Auburn at home is the 13th best team in the country. Auburn on the road is not top 25 in my opinion. They will show that this weekend. There will be no kick six heroics. 
Alabama, pretty much, probably big. Auburn won't be up 31 nothing at halftime? <laughs> Heck no. Black Sea? Black Sea I- says they will be. <laughs> no, I think I picked up against Alabama this entire season, and I have not been right this entire season. So I'm picking Alabama in this one. <laughs> so maybe we'll continue not to be right. Yeah. Huh. So should I go with Auburn? No. No, I should not. Because now, if you want to get in, if you want to get interesting, though, throw that in your parlay for the upsets, just for kicks, five bucks. You know who knows? Can Auburn win this game? Absolutely. Again, Alabama is a is a school that usually has a choke loss. Where is it? You're telling me that Saban's going to go thirteen and zero into the playoffs? That's that's not Saban like he. He is a one-loss coach. That's what he does. He loses a game he shouldn't, and then goes on to win national titles. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a couple undefeated seasons, but it's not the SEC. It's hard to get through that whole season unscathed. And with and a, this is the same kind of deal. And these are team. These are teams that hate each other with a freshman quarterback too. Yeah. Who hasn't played in this situation yet? Still going Alabama. But it's at home. Oh yeah, I'm going Bama still. Yeah, Alabama by a couple scores. All right, guys, that's going to do it. We'll come back at the top of the hour with your NFL picks. Press Box Insider. Mile High Sports Radio. Get in the box. To Press Box Insider, presented by Gold to Money. Join Josh Davis and Big Mike K as they give you insider access to all of your favorite sports. From football to fighting, Press Box Insider gets you in the box. Welcome back, folks. Top of hour number two. Hope everyone is having a safe Wednesday evening. Nuggets are getting whooped, so we won't talk about it. We'll move straight on to the NFL. All right, all right, all right. Straight up and against the spread. Starting there. That's what I'm talking about. Love those bells. I'm right. Starting off. With the Minnesota Vikings traveling to the Detroit Lions on Fat Thursday. Thankful Thursday, Thanksgiving Day. Lions favored by one. Mike, who you got? Give me the Lions. I've been talking them up for two weeks, and I think this is one where they're going to expose Minnesota. Flexi! I'm taking the Lions in this one, too, as well. Yeah. And when, Lions. and when it's just one, give me the cover. Yeah, yeah give, me, give him the cover. That's a no-brainer. I think the Lions get it done as well. Lions are used to playing on Thanksgiving. They don't mind. Moving right along. The afternoon game. 
Dallas Cowboys, America's team, Jerry's team, at home against the Washington Redskins. Cowboys favored by seven. Seven. It's a big spread. It is, especially in this game. Flexi. We'll come back to you. Mike, who you got? Flexi's pulling up stats. You know, give me Dallas. Or give you death. (laughs) Yeah. But give me Washington to cover that because that's, I think it's going to be a three, four point kind of game. Flexi, agreement, disagree. Uh, I think this is going to be a close game too, but I think Dallas still wins. Much as I want Washington to win this game. (laughs) Not believing in Kirk Cousins, huh? No, I don't believe in him yet. Okay. All right. Dallas's offense, in my opinion, has just surprised me. They they just keep putting up numbers when I don't think they will. So they may they're gonna bobble one or two down the stretch here, but I don't know that it's this game. Again, they're used to playing on Thanksgiving. Here's the thing. Until someone stops Dallas's offense, I'm gonna be picking Dallas. The Giants didn't stop it. Cowboys asked Dak to do too much in the first game of the season because they weren't quite sure what the kid couldn't couldn't do. They have it dialed in. They know what's up. I think, honestly, I think Dallas probably does cover this spread. I think they, I think they, they get them by nine points. That's just where I'm going. In the final game of Thanksgiving, Fat Thursday. Thankful Thursday. You want to go back to rivalry games? Where did this come from? <laughs> Seriously. The Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to the luckless Indianapolis Colts. That's right. Andrew Luck will not be playing tomorrow. Steelers favored by 10. See, the lines that I saw were by nine, and I'm still by 10. I'm picking them to cover. P- Pittsburgh to cover. Lexi? Yeah. with uh, Without Luck, I don't think... Uh... Uh, Indianapolis is going to have much uh, uh, better, for lack of a better word, luck. <laughs> so, uh, um, Pittsburgh, and the, they, they'll cover. Now, did Matt Hasselbeck come out of retirement? Did he turn in his ESPN suit for uh, no. no? Sadly. Okay. Then I have to go with the Steelers. Steelers to cover. Who's going to be the biggest fantasy point getter for the Steelers tomorrow? Because they, they, I mean, at some point, somebody's going to have to take over more points. Well, is it going to be Le'Veon Bell outside of Big Ben? Is it Antonio Antonio Brown Brown getting a 300 point or 300 yard day, five touchdowns? I I see Antonio Brown just going crazy against a team that doesn't play defense. Exactly. Uh, But it could be Le'Veon Bell. I mean, again, just give him the ball on the first snap and watch him go 80 yards and you know, you don't ever even need to throw the ball. Well, so. that's what I was going to say is the thing that gets me curious is if Antonio Brown gets two touchdowns in the first quarter, Pittsburgh's up by three touchdowns at the beginning of the second quarter, they just run up the rest of the game. Maybe Le'Veon Bell pads the stats. That's where I'm just curious for fantasy owners. Make but sure you're playing Pittsburgh that, players. Are they even playing Le'Veon Bell? Do they want to keep him healthy? Do yeah, they, want they, to make they, sure? may, they may not. So I'm, I'm going Antonio Brown. All right. Moving on to Sunday's game. Starting us off. San Diego Chargers traveling to the Houston Texans and what the odds makers has decided to call a pick'em game. So, Flexi, pick us a winner. Uh, Texans? He says with no confidence. Man, you really, you love yourself some Brock. <laughs> you know, Texans have been playing better football than people give them credit for. But so has San Diego. They've just found a way to choke it. In a battle of teams that want to lose big games, 
I'm going to say that Philip Rivers beats Brock Osweiler. Give me San Diego. Oh, my God. If you gave Philip Rivers, DeAndre Hopkins, and Will Fuller. Oh, man. Right? And and, and give get rid of Melvin Gordon. Give him Lamar Miller to run the ball. Oh, my God. He, they'd be fine. They'd be on their way to a Super Bowl. Uh, and maybe that's what Houston thinks two years from now. I like, I like the Chargers. I just, as much talent as the Texans have, they're still led by Brock Osweiler. And he is a, he is a roller coaster. He, he has talent. He can do it, but he can't do it. So until he gets it figured out, because it's all mental for this guy. Yeah. His, his talent, his physical ability is there. There's no question. He just, between the ears, he's he's a bonehead. And I knock him constantly, and let me put it this way. They're a division-leading team. Houston is in the playoffs. They're winning their division as of today. Brock Osweiler played very well for Brock Osweiler's standards this Monday against the Raiders in Mexico, and they lost. That's all I need to know. For right now, that's where they're at, is they'll play well, and San Diego will win. I don't think he's going to get lasers in the face at this game, though. True. I don't think that's going to be an issue on the home field. You don't think John's traveling to Houston? <laughs> uh, okay. Laser face. I mean, come on. We all know that was Elway, right? There's there's no... <laughs> Does anyone question that that was John? Elway and Peyton were sitting in the end zone about halfway up in Mexico just pointing lasers. You know, <laughs> bye week. And I'm just, I'm, uh, okay. So we're all in agreement, Chargers, on this one? Yep. I picked the Texans. So we're all in agreement, Chargers, on this one? Come on, sure. Flexi. Okay. <laughs> all right. Tennessee Titans traveling to Chicago. This is how bad the Bears are, folks. Do they even have a team? <laughs> I think they get better. Cutler goes out again, and I go, oh, they might have a shot now. Matt Barkley? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So... The Titans are favored by four and a half. Flexi, start us off. Titans to take the cover, the four and a half. Yeah, give me the Titans and to cover. The Bears are just hapless at this point. I almost feel bad for John Fox. He deserves better. He does deserve better, but he's not going to get better. In fact, it's just going to be all downhill from here. Titans cover. Jacksonville Jaguars against the Buffalo Bills and Buffalo. The Bills favored by seven and a half. Jacksonville is not going to get blown out by the Bills. I just I just don't see it. So I'm, I'm going to take the Bills to win this. I think it's probably going to be a fairly sloppy game. But give me the Bills to win, Jacksonville to cover. Flexi? I'm taking the Bills, and if they have Sammy back, I think they cover. But if they don't, it's going to be a close game. <sighs> I go back and forth on this one. I'm not just I'm not a believer in the Bills. They play good for three, four weeks and then they lose that one game and and, and just yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And I'll go give you one thing against what my pick was. The Bills play to their competition. They whoop up on the Patriots early in the season by playing as the best game they've ever played, and then they go and they lose to nobody. And that could happen here. I'm going Jacksonville. 
All right. Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Baltimore to face the Ravens. The Ravens at home are favored by four. One point over the three-point give me for being the home team. Who you got? I just, I don't trust either one of the teams, but I trust Baltimore's defense more at this point, which is crazy because in the beginning of the season, I thought Cincinnati's defense was going to be on point. But g- give me Baltimore and to cover, but it's not going to be a three touchdown kind of game. It's, you know, they're going to win by six or seven. Flexi. Ooh, the Ravens. <laughs> I like the Ravens to win and to cover. They're at home. I think they'll they'll get it done. Uh, I just, I don't know. Marvin's not, he's not doing it. This, this is going to be his swan song starting. The mute, the fat lady is going to be warming up her vocals for Marvin Lewis's job. Well, minus AJ Green too is not going to help them much. Hmm. No. Or Giovanni Bernard. No. Not looking good. Cardinals traveling to the Falcons. The Falcons favored by four. This might end up being one of the sneaky best games of the week. It's going to be a good game, I think. I really do. And again, it doesn't necessarily have high impact in the race. I mean, obviously, every game in the NFL matters for the playoff race, but it's not a, it's not a division game. I think this is where Atlanta shows their strides and that they actually come out and they win by, again, six or seven. They'll cover the spread. But I, th- I think it's going to be a big step for them. Flexi. I'm taking Atlanta in this one, too. Yeah. It's, I think they're the stronger stronger bird out there. <laughs> I like that. I think it's a trifecta. I think the Falcons cover the spread. I'm worried about the Cardinals. You know, their head coach is dying. They don't know what's going on. Their quarterback has lost his marbles again. It's just, it's complete turmoil in Arizona. Uh, I don't know. That franchise is just cursed. They really are. Do you put any weight in the idea that the players for Arizona are going to come out and rally behind their coach? Well, I think they're going to try. I think they're going to try. But unless Carson finds his great masher, and for those of you who don't know what that is, it's the big marble and marbles. Uh, (laughs) It's just, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't believe. Not a believer. Moving right along to things I do believe in. San Francisco 49ers traveling to the Miami Dolphins. The which, Dolphins favored by nine. Which one of these things do you believe in? <laughs> well, we're getting to things I believe <laughs> oh, in. Oh, okay, okay. Um, you know, I like Miami in this game, but that's a big number. I don't believe in either one of these teams. Yeah. I, I believe that neither one of these teams will be in the playoffs. Exactly. I, I believe neither one of these teams are going to reach anywhere near what people hope their potential would be in their respective cities. I believe both of these teams are irrelevant. Yeah. So Adam Gase is going to get another win for Miami. They're going to keep working the right direction, but it's going to be close. It's going to be a three, especially with this. It can be a touchdown win. They're not covering. I'm that's that's a big spread in the NFL. Is chip one and done in, in San Francisco? You know, in the NFL, you can do that. In college, I say you can't do that to a head coach in college. You got to give him recruiting classes. You got to let him develop his program. The NFL with free agency, if he's not done this year, he's that seat is boiling hot to start next year. Flexi. Yeah, Chip Kelly can coach, just not in the NFL. So uh, <laughs> give me the Dolphins. All right. 
unanimous. I have to go with the Dolphins, and I do think the Dolphins are going to cover the spread. Not me, be- me too. <laughs> not because they're that much better than uh, the Niners. It's more travel, all that kind of stuff. Again, San Francisco's going all the way across the country. It's Losing one of the time. long. It's one of the longest flights. It's it's tough. They're doing it on the holiday weekend. Just not believing in them. Los Angeles Rams traveling to the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are favored by seven and a half. I'll start this one because I hate you, Rams. I picked you last week and you stabbed me in the back. Rookie quarterback curse. Killed me. Killed me. I'm going with the Saints. I'm going with the Saints to cover the spread. Plain and simple. Yeah. If you just say Jared Goff versus Drew Brees on the road, I don't care the spread. Drew Brees is going to cover. And the Rams defense is pretty good. But Drew Brees was able to move the ball on the Broncos, and the Rams defense doesn't have anything for the Broncos defense right now. So give, give me New Orleans to cover. Flexi. I'm taking New Orleans to cover in this game as well. All right. We have the New York football Giants traveling to the winless Cleveland Browns. The Giants are favored by seven and a half. Flexi's laughing. Still laughing. The probable quarterback for the Cleveland Browns is why I make this pick. Josh McCown covers the spread. The Giants still win. RG3, RG3 practice today. Woo! That's news now? Just thought I'd bring it up. I mean, there are Cleveland fans out there that are hopeful, that are grasping any... They're 0-11. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're going to... I don't think they're going to go winless. And this could be a game they shock people. It's at home. Again, holiday weekend, whatever. They could win, but no. What quarterback gets the W? Josh McCown. McCown gets him a victory. Yep. Not RG3, not Kessler. McCown gets him a victory. RG3 doesn't come back in week 13, 14, 15, whatever, and pull a rabbit out of his rear end. The one way I'll say that's possible is if they start getting that desperate, Hugh Jackson will go play what RG3 is good at. And he will say, all right, screw this playbook. We are going to do what we need to get a win and not go over. You don't want to go over 2016. No. So I think at some point they win, and it could be RG3. But no, I I personally think it will be McCown, just not this week. But they'll get better this week. You know, I think this is the trade-off for the Cavs winning the NBA championship. I think the Browns are going winless. I think that's just the way the sports gods made it happen. Uh, I'm going with the Giants, but I do think McCown keeps it close because Eliza, he's an interception throwing machine, and I think he's going to throw a couple. I like the Browns to keep it close, but the Giants get the victory. What their real, what their real karma for Cleveland is going to be is they're going to lose this week, and then they're going to win out and cost themselves a good draft pick. <laughs> that's Cleveland karma. There you go. Flexi. Giants win in the cover. Browns suck. <laughs> there you go. Oh, Browns suck. Seattle Seahawks traveling to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are seven-point dogs at home. And another flight that sucks. One of the worst in the NFL. Can the Seahawks beat anyone by seven points? Say You're the resident Seahawk guru. Jameis Winston, we've made fun of him, and I'll continue to say he's James not a winner. Winston? Yeah, I'm going to say he's... You can't call him Winston. He's Lewston. 
But this week, I'm going to take them. I got Tampa Bay to win it outright. Oh, you're just trying to poke me. Aren't you poke know? the bear. Oh, my. Flexi, I, did you guys talk about this before I got in studio? I'm going 1916. It's going to be ugly. Poke. Poke. Ouch. I'm taking the Seahawks, but they're not going to cover that uh, seven-point spread. Thank you. Thank you. I am taking the Seahawks, too. They're actually playing good football. It's the second half of the season. They are. Things are looking up for them, except for they lost C.J. Procise last week. But Thomas Rawls came in and looked good. I like the Seahawks. I'm not a believer in the Buccaneers. I think they got their win last week against the Chiefs. I think the Seahawks bring them back down to reality and win by nine points. Do the Seahawks worry you with the fact that if they win this week, they can all but wrap up their division already? No. That doesn't worry you? You think that's a good thing for them? Yes, because then they can focus on the Cowboys and how they make up two games to get home field advantage. Okay. Carolina Panthers traveling to Oakland to face the Raiders. The Raiders are favored by the home point spread of three points. Flexi. What happens in the black hole? Ah, the Panthers come in and win. Yeah. No. Raiders win this game. But, uh, and I think they cover. I'm going to differ with you on that one. I'm going to go Carolina. Oakland's not a great team at home. And Carolina at this point, they're fighting for some semblance of respect for this season. They have been awful. They found ways to lose. They've gotten blown out. You name it, they've done it this year to have that Super Bowl hangover. And I think they look at Oakland and say, hey, people are respecting this team. That's the number one team in the AFC. They'll get up for this game. And I think Carolina goes out. Cam Newton has the game of the season. I think we're looking... What's the over-under on this? That's the real question. The over-under is 49 and a half. Folks, yep. go over. Yep. All right. I am looking at a, a 41-38 style victory, and I kind of agree with, with Mike. I think uh, the Panthers may pull a rabbit out of the hat, but here's the thing. Oakland's not good at home. The Panthers can create matchup problems on offense with, again, Kelvin Benjamin with Greg Olson, Cam Newton just running the ball, they can create mismatches on offense to score some points. The problem is they're not going to be able to shut down the Raiders' offense. So it is going to be a high-scoring affair, but I agree. I'm going with I'm going with Carolina. Khalil Mack and Bruce Irvin can blow on Trevor Simeon and knock him over. You can't do that to Cam Newton. No. No, you cannot. All right, New England Patriots traveling to the New York Jets. The Patriots favored by eight and a half. Mike. You know, there's still going to be no Gronk, more than likely. They didn't use Martellus Bennett right last week. I think that changes, and he gets a couple touchdowns for your fantasy team if you're out there looking for him. I'm going to go Patriots win, don't cover. Flexi? Well, I'm taking the Patriots to win and to cover because Fitzpatrick's just a turnover machine. I think the Patriots blow them out. I'm looking for Tom to have another five-touchdown game. Uh, I think the the Patriots. I think that I think the Patriots know what they need to do, and they need to kick it into the next gear. Right now, they're sitting at number two, second yep. seed. They do not want to be the second seed again. I think they start humiliating fools. All right, your Denver Broncos at home against the Kansas City Chefs. Again, the Broncos get 
the home field spread of three points. Lexi, what are your Broncos going to do? Oh, they're going to they're going to win. Yeah, they're going to win, and they're going to cover that spread. Mike, what spread do you have? The look on your face said something. Oh no, no, I, I was looking. There was just the time change stuff and everything on the site I'm looking at. It just threw me off. But I, I got the Broncos to cover on this game, mainly because they're coming out of the bye week and they need it. They need this is a game that if you lose, the division's basically done. You can't win the division at that point. I think in prime time with the fans here in Denver, they get it done. Now, if you want to bet this game, listen up, because here's what you need to do. First off, take the over-under and go with the over, because the over is 39.5 points. I think we're going to be looking at a 23-21 style game here, yeah, maybe 24-21 I think you'll break to 40. Now, I do think the Broncos will win the game, but do not take the points here because I do think it'll be a push. I think the Broncos are going to win by a field goal. Okay. I think they get a 24-21, something to that effect. I think that's very fair and probably likely. Because the Chiefs are going to be fighting. They're going to be fighting. Now, the Broncos have beat the Chiefs seven out of their last eight games, but that was with the general. The general's not here. So we'll see. Plus, the Chiefs came in here last year. Yep. All right. Monday night. Ending the segment with the Green Bay Packers and the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are favored by four. I think the Eagles win by probably 12. I think the Packers suck. I don't believe Aaron Rodgers when he says the Packers are four and six and they're going to finish 10 and six because they're going to win out. No. Uh, your coach sucks. Aaron, you're not playing well. You don't have a running back. You, you guys, the season's done for you. The Eagles are still playing for something. The Eagles get the victory, and they do so in somewhat dominating fashion. Aaron Rodgers versus rookie quarterback. Again, I go back to that well in primetime. Rookie quarterback at home with something to play for against a guy like Aaron Rodgers when he's there, the team is down and out, back against the wall. Because, but he thinks he has something to play for. Well, he, he and he's not wrong. He's not. If they win, they're good. But if they lose this game, their season's basically done. So I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers to win this game on the road. But if they lose it, there's big trouble in Green Bay. Hey, Eagles win this game. Yeah. Uh, the. Packers don't have a defense or an offense or a coach or anything. There you go, folks. All right. That's going to do it. Take it to the bank. Take it to your site. Take it wherever your bookie, whatever you do, get it done. Collect yourself some holiday cash so you can buy some cool ass Christmas presents. Press box inside. My High Sports Radio. Get in the box. Box Insider with Josh Davis and Big Mike K, presented by Gold Two Money. Press Box Insider, get in the box. So, Mike, what game are you looking forward to the most this weekend? Obviously, Broncos game Sunday night has my attention for 
obvious reasons being in Denver, growing up a Denver fan. I really do think that Atlanta-Arizona game has potential, though, to be exciting. Now you're going NFL. That's the, Oh, you just in general out of just anything? Just in general. He looks at me like you, well, you mother... Well, yeah, at that point, I've, I mean, any number of the college games are going to be bigger to me than the NFL schedule. I, I think the game, Ohio State-Michigan, has got to have my attention. That's, okay. Flexi. I'll make it easy on you. We'll split it up. Okay. The Buffs game? Yeah. yeah. There you go. There you go. Now, Sunday. What's the game on Sunday? Uh, uh, The Chiefs game. I mean, the Broncos game. Wait, that's Ooh. the same game. <laughs> but he picked the Chiefs wow. first. Wow. Flexi. We're going to get hit up real quick on that one. Flexi, flexi, flexi. Okay. Now I'm going to cheat because that's what I do. Friday, I'm going with Washington, Washington State. That's that's the game. I know. Oh, yeah. Huge implications. What about Thursday? I'll, I'll still be watching Air Force and Boise State. All right, Thursday, what game am I looking forward to most? Turkey turkey dinner. Probably the Cowboys-Redskins game. I think that's going to be the most competitive. I do think that the Lions are going to whoop the Vikings, and I think that the Steelers are going to whoop on the Colts. I think the most competitive game is going to be the Cowboys and, and the Redskins. And plus, I want to see what the kid does in prime time with all the lights on and so on and so forth. It's different than mm -hmm. Sunday afternoon and all that kind of stuff. Then on Saturday, I'm agreeing with Mike. It's Michigan and Ohio State. And Sunday, I think it's a no-brainer. There's In Denver, there's one game that matters. Mm -hmm. Seattle versus Tampa. Right? <laughs> oh, it's Seattle versus Campbell. Yeah, that too. Uh, but no, the Broncos and, and the Chiefs. And then I'm not looking forward to any game Monday night because it's the Eagles Packers. You know, that Broncos Chiefs game can either be the best way to end a long week off and holiday time, family time, lots of football in a row, or it could really ruin it. Oh, if the Broncos lose. Monday's going to suck. The holiday weekend's going to suck. The whole start of the Christmas season is going to suck. Yeah, because then everybody's questioning. You're talking quarterback battles. You're talking offensive line battles again. A win hides a lot of that stuff. Yep. Now, it'll suck for everyone in Kansas City, but we don't care about that. Not my problem. We're here in Denver. Not the team I have to cover and talk to. Nope. You blew it! My Christmas isn't in Kansas City. My Festivus is in Denver. Yes, sir. And we can't have the Broncos blowing it. It's a must-win game for the Broncos, right? It, it is, in my opinion. Obviously, statistically, it's not. But it is, in my opinion, that they have to have this for the division. And wild card. They they have to have the one up on the Chiefs for the wild card spot, too. It's a must. <laughs> wild card. Not even division title. Wild card. All right, folks. We're going to another quick commercial break. I promise. It'll be quick. We'll be back. Press box inside. Mile High Sports. Get in the box.
Press Box Insider with Josh Davis and Big Mike K, presented by Gold to Money. Press Box Insider, get in the box. Welcome back, everybody. Press Box Insider. All right. Final segment of the week. Again, we're off tomorrow due to the holiday. We're off Friday. I'll keep my comments on that to myself. Due to turkey hangovers and my birthday. (laughs) I wasn't going to go on there that it was your birthday. Oh, I'm nothing to hide. So you can tell the listeners how old you are? Yeah, I'll be 20. Well. He has to count it up. Yeah, not, then I always forget. I'll be 28. I could have told you that. In fact, I did. No, so I got it in there before. He, he did. It. I wanted to say 29 and I wait, wait. No. I'm shorting myself. 28 years young. Yes, sir. All right. I was going to, I was going to, cool. But yes, we're off because it is his birthday. That's what we will go with. I want to thank everyone for listening. We do appreciate. All right. So for some reason, the UFC has decided to do yet another meaningless card. As if the two that they did last Saturday, that's right, two. Yep. Wasn't enough. They're going to go ahead and give us yet another one. UFC Fight Night 101. The friends and family card. This is one of those that you can count that's how many people. dumb. That there are going to be, you say, okay, each one of these fighters, how many sponsors do they have? Let's just say they have six sponsors. Somebody from their sponsors are watching. Say they all have, say, four grandparents, a couple parents, whatever. You can multiply this out real quick and know what the ratings are going to be because it's a friends and family card during rivalry week in uh, college football, long holiday week of everything else. This isn't, it's a good card to have in Australia because they don't care about what week it is here. But again, it is a friends and family card. We're going to be talking about this card because, again, friends and family. We cover the sports, so we have a lot of friends. And there's a Colorado tie. Our good friend, Chris Camozzi, is on this card. Older brother of Brian Camozzi, who's sat numerous times where Mike is right now. He's fighting Daniel Kelly, a guy you know a little bit about. I do. In uh, my amateur, well, everything in judo is amateur because I wasn't making $100,000 a year to call myself a pro. But in international competition, I fought Daniel Kelly three times growing up. And growing up, he's an older man than I am, obviously. So he was a grown man, and I was a punk teenager, early 20s, and don't have a winning record, but I did beat him once, one and two against him. He's he's a strong man. He's a beast. Everyone in the UFC is a strong man. He's a beast. And if Chris doesn't have his head on straight, and if Chris hasn't been training well, he's he's going to get his ass whooped. Yeah. But. And, is, and this, the home field advantage. Yes. But this is Chris we're talking about. Training at Factory X with our boy, Mark Montoya, who, again, we were talking about earlier with our other 
buddy Desmond Green. Yep. You know Mark has Chris prepared. He's yeah, ready. He's ready for this fight. And just the cage experience and this this moment's not going to be too big for him by any means. This is another fight for Chris. This is a huge step for Daniel. So we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this card because it doesn't warrant it, really. But there are two fights I want to ask you about. Chris versus Daniel. Who you got? Until Daniel Kelly can prove it against a guy like Chris Camozzi, I've got to pick Chris Camozzi. You know, I have to go with Chris on experience. 24 and 11 versus 10 and 1. I do love Daniel. He's, he's a beast, plus he's got the home field advantage. But experience goes a long way. And... This is, I believe, Chris's third time fighting in Australia. He's no he's he's no stranger to it. Every time the UFC has a card in Australia, he is trying to get that that trip to Australia. He loves it down there. Well, and we always talk about travel and what that does on the body, especially for guys if you're making any kind of weight cut or just keeping good training habits and whatever. He's done this before. He's not one of these Americans that are, is going to Australia for the first ever, first time ever. He knows what he's eating, all that kind of stuff. He's got his whole schedule down. He's done it before. It's not, we think this will work. It's, hey, we've done this twice. We know this works. Yep. All right. Main event. A fight I am looking forward to. Robert Whitaker. Derek Brunson. The gatekeeper kind of fight. This is one of those... Winner of this fight moves up to get the, you know, the shot before the shot kind of thing. The winner of this fight will be in the quote-unquote mix. Exactly. Who you got? You know, Whitaker's fun to watch. Really, really good boxing. Derek Brunson is one of the most underrated fighters in that division, though, at 185. He, like multiple other people we've talked about, has power. He's throwing cinder blocks. And he's just fun to watch. Again, he's underrated, not talked about near enough. He's got a huge reach advantage. I think that's negated by quite a bit by Whitaker's boxing skills personally. But I'm going to take Brunson in this one. You know, in my mind, Brunson has more ways to win this fight. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, He certainly can knock Robert Whitaker out. He has that kind of power. He can win this fight in the clinch. If the fight goes to the ground, I certainly like Derek Brunson. With that being said, Robert Whitaker just finds a way to win. He wins fights that he shouldn't win. He wins fights that people don't give him a chance to win. And this, you know, this level of competition is what he has asked for. Uh, I like Robert in this fight. I think Robert's going to find a way to, again, use his English-style boxing and land some jabs, land the lead uh, uppercut. I think I don't know if he gets to finish, but I certainly think he, he can win a decision here. Do you think Whitaker's able to frustrate Brunson with how consistent he is? He Absolutely. doesn't get rattled. He doesn't, over a three-round match, five-round, whatever, he's not going to go away from the game plan. He's going to try to control the distance. He's going to box. He only, and, and he's aggressive. He's not a Floyd Mayweather boxer. He, he comes out and throws. No, he's an English boxer, you know, hands down low, hands in the wrong place. Can he wrestle? He can English wrestle. Does he have submissions? Yes, but he has one style, one game plan, and that is to outbox you, outstrike you, and then whatever goes from there. If you shoot for a 
a takedown, then yeah, I might gu guillotine you, whatever the case may be. But it all starts because I'm hitting you with punches that you're not prepared for. Yeah. Like I said, I'm going to pick Brunson more because I think the power will win out. And, and Brunson's he, the more dynamic fighter. Yeah. But it's going to be a fun fight. I think this is going to... There's a reason it's the main event. It's going to be a fun fight. It's two top 10 fighters. It, it's going to be very interesting, in my opinion. Well, and I'm going with Whitaker because, first off, I like him. He's a good dude. And I can't... We can't agree on everything. We have to... Exactly. So... Somebody's got to be able to say we won the bet on Monday. Absolutely. So, with that being said, there is some other MMA news out there that is kind of important. Uh, Mark Hunt hires his attorney to sue the UFC and Brock Lesnar over Brock Lesnar's steroid use. Do you blame him? No. Is it taking it too far? I don't know, is it? I don't think so. I think this is absolutely what should happen because someone has to hold the accountability factor. You know, I have said numerous times on this show, if you get popped for a PED, performance-enhancing drug, or a masking agent of a performance-enhancing drug, that you should have to give up 50% of your purse to the fighter mm -hmm. in addition to whatever the fine is that the commission gives you all of that kind, kind of stuff. Because... In essence, you could kill somebody. Especially when your guy Brock Lesnar size. Now, if, God love him, Jose Shorty Torres gets, we get told that he's moving up to 135 and he gets caught with HGH or something else. And it's like, you know what? The physical power that he's going to bring will be much more, but it's not life threatening. Well, see, I don't know because, again, look at the guys he's fighting. Again, he's fighting smaller guys with smaller heads, smaller craniums, that kind of stuff. What can that smaller size absorb? And when he's hitting, essentially, we'll say at the power of a 185-pounder now because he is hopped up on point. HGH. And I don't know that there's any accuracy to that because while my education is, again, behavioral science, it's not in physical science of let's dissect the brain and see what's actually happened i don't know but in my mind i would think because all right you're what 250 right now a little more but yeah okay all right your head is quite a bit bigger than mine oh yeah okay we filled, both filled get concrete we both get hit with let's say a wood baseball bat the damage done to my cranium is going to be far more than what is done to yours. No, you would think so. Absolutely. I would think. I mean, I don't... Yeah. I, yeah. It, it, it depends on... Again, a heavyweight's brain or skull forms to be stronger because it takes stronger blows. Yes. If you do move up a weight class and you're just throwing much more power than anyone's used to, see Connor. He's got a strong left hand. Multiple weight classes can't handle it. We've seen this. Yep. Now, if the heat comes out and pops for PEDs, that's a big deal because oh, the power is the issue there. Absolutely. But it is game-changing. And someone like Lesnar, as big as he is, being hopped up on roids, I mean, yeah, you could kill somebody. Think, Go back to UFC 100 and the beating that he put on Frank Mir. Yeah. Do you really think that Frank's brain wasn't scrambled a little the, bit from who, that? Who was never the same. Exactly. Now, let's say Lesnar was on roids. 
Absolutely. Let, let's say. Come on. <laughs> we know he was, but he didn't <laughs> test positive. But again, let's say he tests positive and yeah. then you have that out there and yeah, that damage you could say was caused because he used an illegal substance. That's like hitting me with a two by four or a baseball bat. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I this is game changing to me. This I, I'm it's gonna for me. I'm not going to take my eye off this because I do want to see where this goes. Because if he does win this suit, good. And regardless of the money factor and everything else, the accountability has to be there for a guy like Brock who came in for one a one-off fight, called in at the last minute, and they said, hey, we got to fill this card and sell some pay-per-views. It's for those guys that really need to be held accountable for the risk that they're putting on a guy like Mark Hunt, who's going to continue doing this afterwards. Absolutely. All right, guys, that's going to do it. Flexi, happy Thanksgiving. Mike. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, brother. Listeners, Brandon in the Bay Area, everybody else, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your day. We'll be back on Monday. Peace. Press Box Insider. My High Sports Radio. Get in the box.